gentlemen, we're back down here in Porchville. First show of 2022. Happy New Year. Porchvillepod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on all those spots. Wherever you uh, download, listen to your podcast, make sure you mash that subscribe button. Send us an email, porchmail at porchvillepod.com. Let us know how we're doing. It's good to be back. We've been, uh, I've been away. I am uh, solo hosting this uh, this thing right at the moment, but um, we will certainly have everybody that uh, you've come to know and love back very soon. Speaking of people coming back from episode 42, I had to look that up. I researched it. I did a lot of research for this episode. Jen, Jennifer, Len, Cabrera, Alachua Chronicle, welcome back. Good to be back. How you guys doing? We're doing great. So I I uh when I started looking at who would be awesome to have come back and talk about all of the things that have happened since their last appearance, who's who's uh who coming back would be the most exciting to uh to go through and and go, wow, this 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 stuff certainly came true. And and your episode was at the top of the list. Because here you are. I don't know what episode we're actually on. Episode 80-something or other. Um, first episode of 2022. So much has changed since August of 2020 that uh, I don't even know where to start. But uh, I, we mentioned this briefly before uh, before we started recording that um, when you guys came on first time there was a moment about 30 minutes in or so where where we talked about masks and wearing masks in stores and stuff like that this was August 2020 and you said we don't wear masks in stores and I remember thinking at the time what are you, are you kidding that's that's insane and now you could not hold me down and put a mask on my face. Like I can't, it's, it's insane. The, it, it, it's all like you said way back then. I mean, you, you said these cloths, these cloth masks and everything that were, they don't work. You flat out said it. And it's, and it's the truth. We've come to find out that and so much else. So, how are you guys doing a year and a half later? How has how has this year and a half been? What's what's new? What's happened? And how does it feel to just like have predicted the future? I'm curious about that. So we've been super busy. I was when I talked to you, I was doing a lot of daily data work. I was tracking all the deaths, COVID deaths in Florida mm-hmm. and putting them on the right dates and letting people know that 250 people didn't die yesterday mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um that that kept me super busy on top of all the electoral chronicle work, which um, I'm not sure most people know. It's essentially a one person operation. Mm-hmm. I mean, most newspapers have, you know, a city beat and a county beat and an education beat and a crime beat and whatever. I do it all. Right. And, you know, and an editor to post it all. But I do all of that myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I stay pretty busy. Uh, the data tracking ended in June, early June 2021, when the state of emergency ended in Florida. Right. They stopped 
publishing all of that data. And I can verify every day. I mean, you were you were on it. You you were posting that stuff if every state, single day. If the state posted data, I posted charts. Um, Len was Len put them together, and and another guy in South Florida helped me out. Yeah, uh, we did it every day. And um, and not everybody holidays. not everybody was thrilled about it. No, I would it, notice we became friends on Facebook. I believe you know right around the time you came on and. Uh, I'd see people periodically getting on there, getting on to you about it. It's like, what, what, what are you worried about? Just read the data or don't read the data. I don't understand why people would get upset about it. Right. So when you ask about how are we feeling now, it's been very rewarding, mm-hmm. satisfying maybe to see things like um, Fauci, Walensky, other quote unquote experts. Uh, saying on TV recently that, oh, you know, all those hospitalizations, they're not all primary COVID. Yeah. Like, this is something I've been saying on my Twitter yep. for a long time because I read the definitions early on. What's a, Well, I was looking at COVID deaths, but the fact is once you're a positive COVID in the hospital, mm-hmm. you're a COVID hospitalization. If you die, you're yep. a COVID death, regardless of what else happened along the way. And that was Yes. Part of the death certificate work we did later that was after we came on your podcast. And I wrote that down on here where you specifically said on that last one that there's there's no distinction of those who have died with COVID and, 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 and died because of COVID. And now all of a sudden that and now is... now it's huge. Now that's just, oh, you know, you didn't yeah. know that? Um, you know, they, they just say it like, mm-hmm. like they hadn't said the exact opposite for the last 20 months. It's yeah. just like, oh, and then all of a sudden... What? All of a sudden... <laughs> Um, you know, it's the same thing with the um, the, the masks, because yeah. today the CDC says, oh, well, by the way, cloth masks don't work for Omicron. Um, so yeah. Omicron, the virus size is the same. Mm-hmm. So if the uh, if Omicron goes through the mask, the other ones went through the mask, too. Now you're supposed to wear N95s because they, they can't back off. Yeah. They have to have the... It, it, it's They have to hang on to the, to the mask fiction. Got to keep the theater oh. going. They're also backing off now on the testing. I mean, we had mentioned before mm-hmm. when I was talking about all the false positives with the PCR test, yeah. according to the actual FDA use for the test was you're supposed to do this for symptomatic cases at the, you know, somebody being evaluated by a doctor and they're just doing mass testing of right. everybody. And that's why they had the case demic. And now with Omicron, they're finally saying, oh, well, you know, don't get a test unless you have symptoms. Like, do you think it's, it's, do you think they're trying to, like turn down the rhetoric as though like we're just going to go oh i guess it's just it just I, went away so we're i d- think the polling is pushing the people in charge the the biden administration to yep. say we need to dial this back somehow yeah. we need to f- find a way i there's a there's a theory that they want to declare victory by march 1st when he gives his state of the union address Thank- so watch, no way they're no way that, that guy's gonna get up and do a state of the union. What are they gonna pump him full of to get him to stand up there they, for they, two they, hours? They got and, their drug cocktail. Oh my well god! Out. But anyway, they got so it dialed in. They, it's, it watch, must be a good one. Watch because Omicron is a very quick up and down. It will be done by then. They're gonna declare victory and say that they defeated COVID. Right. So this is what we're going to see, but I think that they're desperately trying to dial it back. And the problem is the left, the rank and file, the people on to drive the narrative on Twitter, the media, they're still pushing the fear. Yeah. And they, yeah. they're, they're not buying into In fact, they're now pushing back on 
the people who are saying, hey, you know, it's um, it's it's with and not from or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody in the hospital is like, and then they're like, what? What do you mean? But there's, you know, so many people in the hospital. And so they're, the, the media is pushing back big time and complaining about every new thing they come out with. Oh, you know, maybe we should only test symptomatic people. What? No, <laughs> we have to test. Everybody should be able to get a test every day if oh. they want one. And so, you know, now the Biden administration is going to be shipping tests out to everybody that wants one. And they don't have the capacity for that, by the way. That's going to be fun to watch. Right. Um, I mean. Well, they're not pointing out that they're all just fake tests that are going to say negative for everybody. I'm joking about that. I have no confirmation. I just automatically assume the worst. Absolutely. Well, how can you not nowadays? I mean, but, but they're seeing the writings on the wall that, that Democrat polling is way down. They're looking at a, the biggest red wave ever. Yeah. And they're desperately trying to pull out of this thing. But at the same time, they're putting Biden up. Well, that's why he was trying to distract the voting rights, mm-hmm. you know, this week. But still, yeah. they're, 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 they're desperately trying to, to backpedal on COVID. You can't backpedal with Biden, though. That guy doesn't know what, what day it is. He goes my... whichever direction the dolly takes yeah, him. Yeah, so seriously. You see him wander off the path, like, into the... What What is going on here? Well, I mean, we, we've we all been around old people who are fading, right? Yes. It's sad. It, yes. It, but, and, and that's when you've done that, you recognize that's what that is. Yeah. And, and so you have compassion for him, mm-hmm. but... Who are the people that are pushing this? This yeah, I mean, because if you look at Joe Biden, I, there was a there was a clip that they showed on the news just the other day of of him ten years ago. I mean that he was different he, guy. Like him or not, he was a commanding presence. You know, he was a very like straight up and down. Like I'm gonna tell you how it is. Kind of yeah, I mean, I'm sure half the things he said was bullshit, but that's aside the point. Uh, he was a completely different person. He was completely different. That I, I honestly, in my just in my soul, do not believe that 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 guy is there seventy five percent of the time, and that's sad. It really is. I, I I think it puts us in a a weak position just around the world, and and I don't know how we pull out of that. Like, and don't you think that if the shoe on the other foot if it was a republican president who was that frail don't you think the media would be demanding to know yes. who's really making the decisions well who's behind the you know who's the power absolutely behind, you know and, but there's no when it curiosity. came out when it came out that reagan was was rumored to have alzheimer's towards the end of his life you know i don't know how long after he was out of office to when he died I'm sure I could look it up here, but my internet's been spotty today. So there was, there was, there were questions raised then that, oh, maybe we need to go back and look at the decisions that Reagan made in his final days, in his final years in office. You know, there was a push for that. Like, so, so clearly, clearly that if the shoe was on the other foot, we know how it would go because here, no question about it. It, they were talking twenty fifth amendment for removing Trump for bad oh, yeah. for, for bad tweets. Yeah. Right? Mean tweets. Oh yeah. no, you know, we can't have somebody this unstable. But oh no, totally fine to have somebody who's can can't sometimes get a sentence out. <laughs> oh never oh never mind. Corn pop. And goes out and what? yells goes out and yells at us and whispers. It's all very creepy. It's it's weird. It like like I've heard people joke about you know simulations and alternate timelines and stuff, but I'll tell you what, 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> You're laughing because you've thought the same thing. Like, maybe we, I don't know. Somehow we skewed into Biff's timeline. She just did the same laugh twice. I think I saw a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where we go from here. I don't know how we, we get out of so it. So, Omicron I mean. is another symptom of that simulation, by the way. Yeah. How so? Do tell. Because it's so out of left field. Yeah. It's it's not a it's not a mutation from Delta. It's not a mutation from Alta Alpha. It's a mutation from like the root, like way back at the Wuhan wild. Yeah. Like and so this thing is this transmissible. I heard that there was maybe some rumor about uh was it the Ukraine or was it what the hell's the where's oh man. Where where is the big uh, uprising going on right now? Uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. I heard that there may have been that that may have been where it came from. Is that a conspiracy theory, or am I making that up? I haven't heard that one, but I mean, I don't think anybody knows. There's yeah. lots of theories that are plausible or implausible, you know, depending on what the theory is. But yeah. this is for a, and I mean, I'm not sure we're through this, but it looks like it's just this amazing mild variant that. Mm is extremely transmissible is not particularly virulent it will give immunity it'll build population immunity um which we've been trying to put off for two years by staying indoors and um you know and vaccines and whatever and basically everybody's going to get omicron everybody's going to be immune and the thing is going to be over and it's just it's almost like a somebody like god i mean you just don't know it's like somebody reached down and planted this thing to make it over it's very interesting. I agree. I agree. Go, going back to the thing about the the source and where it came from, and you know, there's all these people debate it and talk about it, and in my mind, it doesn't matter because yeah. you you could have actual CCT footage of Fauci cooking this thing up in his basement and like mailing it off in unmarked envelopes, yep. and it won't matter. There Nobody's will be no accountability yeah. at all. Nobody's so gonna buy it. It doesn't matter. Yep. It won't matter. It's I, just like in the very beginning, they were talking about how oh, it came from Wuhan, it came from a lab, it came from that. And I said, I don't care where it came from. The fact that we're responding to this yeah. worse than with, a communist country with would. China's playbook. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, that's the bigger deal, and we apparently are still doing it. So, all right, I'll dial it back. Hey, dude, dude not on my account, man. Please, <laughs> but I'm getting al- kicked under the table. <laughs> My only point there was that the, if you're going to say it's a simulation, this this kind of intervention like Omicron would be evidence of that theory. Them just like inje- injecting a, the old it floppy wasn't just disk. A, it wasn't just a straight mutation from anything yeah. that was circulating. Well. It was one of those updates you don't want, then you turn on your phone in the morning. Like, what? What oh, update? Now my yeah. apps don't work. Like the Pixel Six. I hear that's a a big thing. I I, I bought one of those, so that's what that's what's happening to mine. Um, well, I so, damn it! I forgot what I was going to ask you about the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The uh, where do you come down on the on the Wuhan thing? Then do you think do you think there's a possibility that it was uh, an intentional lab leak? Because I know that's something that's being talked about a lot right now. And it was. I think a lot of people have come around to say, yeah, it was. It was we're, pretty, we're pretty much you know confirmed it was a lab. Now the question is whether it was done intentionally or not. And I can sadly 100% believe it was an intentional thing. I whether it was or not. Even if it was, I, I don't can think, buy it. I don't think the government would ever actually admit that it was no. because then you would have to retaliate. 
Yeah. And they don't want to. Yeah. That's fair. Well, and you could also argue that the unleashing of the supposed solution injections is actually just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. So they released it twice. So so where are we at now? Where 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 are we at where all of this is is like at what point in the in the timeline you think we're sort of about to see a close to this or do you think they'll just keep on keeping on? I think between the political pressure can. and the reality of Omicron, we're in the last act. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've thought that many times. I've thought that the, I you probably look at my, you can probably search my Twitter for crumbling and, you know, <laughs> I probably said the narrative's crumbling, you know, for right. many times over the months. But I think we are going to have actual herd immunity once Omicron sleeps through and if if it does provide immunity to future variants, then we're done. Yeah. And, you know, sure, it'll go on. It'll be endemic. It'll circulate as a, as a coronavirus and people will get colds and we'll move on. And the, the question is, at what point do we stop focusing on every, like, for example, the Florida football team had a, had a, at least one week in this football season where the whole team had flu. Oh. And I quit watching it around around week three, week I get, four. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but they pumped them full of IV fluids, and they put them out there to play. Yeah. Which is how we've always done it, right? Yeah. Like, if you can physically get on the field. But a positive COVID test, you can't. You yeah. can't play. Okay. So when is when do we start saying, if you're sick, stay home. If you're well function i don't care whether what you have is covid or not yeah when do we get to that point when do we get to to you know getting rid of the vaccine mandates getting rid of the mask mandates on airplanes i think that's all going to take a while to unwind because i think a solid percentage of of the world and of americans are still living in fear there's too many people that are terrified their children will get covid when it will likely be a cold and it's if you if you're on Twitter, it's pretty funny these days to watch the the blue check marks who have been pushing all of the restrictions the whole time and saying that people without people who won't get the vaccine shouldn't get medical treatment and whatever, and now they're getting COVID and they're like I have to I have to confess mm-hmm. I tested positive I have a I have a sore throat and I'm tired and I have some body aches and. But, you know, thanks to my vaccine, it's not it's not too bad. Right. You know, but, but the, it's it's like they're confessing a sin yeah. that they tested positive. Why is it's, that, that major failing? Because they have set it up as a moral imperative that good people don't get covid. The good people follow the rules. And because the rules protect you and protect everybody else. And we're all in this together mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, good people don't get covid. But but what I say is that it's the laptop class that didn't get COVID until now. It's not that they're good. It's that they get to stay home and get everything delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. They outsourced their immunity, herd immunity to the working class. So I have a totally different perspective on when it will end. No. Oh. I just look at it the most cynical way possible, <laughs> that it was all about power. Yeah. And they got all these massive deficit spending bills where they've basically more than doubled the budgets for states and city and county mm-hmm. governments that can be completely unaccountable to the voters now and do whatever they want and fund all their cronies and their grifters. And that's going to be good for the next, I don't know, 18, 24 months. And I don't think that they can actually milk more out of it 
And now given the inflation and the empty shelves and everything else, it's like, are they willing to go further and try to do more and risk more backlash? Or do they get greedy and think, hey, this is our opportunity to fundamentally transform everything. I mean, we're having supply chain issues. Maybe we need Pete Buttigieg to just take control of everything. Nationalize the rail, nationalize the ports, nationalize the trucking industry. I haven't heard that yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. How do you how do you get out of that once you once you've gotten into it too? Because I don't I don't think right because nothing you, has ever been reversed. You have to have the courage as a politician to step back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So one of the best quotes from an economist was Walter Williams said, "There is very little good that the government can do for the economy, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of bad." And pretty much any time a politician's talking about doing something, some form of intervention, it's going to have some kind of negative consequences that they didn't anticipate. And it sets up all kinds of adverse incentives that people actually respond and do things. What's the famous well, like, uh, Reagan quote of uh, some of the scariest words in the English language? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yep. That well, is that is proven so true in the in this last year, two years, that uh, it's, it's insane. But what Nick was saying is if they did that and I wouldn't put it past them to do it how do you unwind from that because we've not I don't think we've ever unwound from any expansion of government I don't think it's possible I don't think it's I I think it would take somebody so uh I I, it would be like a like a societal shift of of just some serious stuff going down I think and, and putting somebody or electing somebody in power who uh who was you know, somehow going to clean that out or clear those those people out or so. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know what was it. <laughs> Sound like a wolf, coyote maybe. <laughs> Could be. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I I'm one of those folks that uh, definitely sees you know once it's once it's expanded, you know, I just I don't ever see it going back. Well, and it would take more than than a president because it's it takes yeah. Congress to do that. Yeah, you'd have to have enough. I don't. It would be. It would be unless like, Republicans wake up. We're not getting yeah. that because we need a no, lot more. No, so many of those people are just brain dead, clueless, going through the motions every day. You know, it's 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 pathetic to see how little uh, they care about what's going on with this country and what they're doing to it. You know, but hey, it pisses me off. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're here now, and now it's okay. So what about it? <laughs> Vote yeah. Republican. Oh, That'll fix God. everything. No, it I won't. Loved, That's uh, the same people. Yeah. Steve Dace referred to it as Jopium. Jopium. <laughs> he said they just, oh, it's all about the election. Oh, go vote, go vote. Yeah. It, that, that doesn't matter what they're going to do or not do or the fact that you're just going to hand it right back to yeah. McConnell and McCarthy who really were part uh, yeah, of Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, it's it's just a, it's a constant back and forth. And, you know? and, and moving it to local, which, of course, is what I do all yes. day. The a lot of people in the comments on my stories are saying, hey, you know, we need to clean the, clean out city commission, clean out city oh, hall, man. you know, vote in all new people. Well, there are four seats up this fall. They're all term limited. It's it's no voting does not make a difference if you don't have a candidate, mm-hmm. multiple candidates yeah. who will go in there and vote differently. And we, yeah. we can't keep electing the same group of people if we want unless we're going to keep getting the same same response and i don't think any very few people are happy with what's going on in gainesville right now no it's it's pretty sad 
I mean, there's a couple nonprofits making some big bank. They're happy. That's why I said very few. There are certainly people who are doing well in this, yeah, in this you know environment. But it's not the normal people. It's not the regular people. It's not the people paying GRU bills. It's not the people that got all the people that got fired at City Hall, and we don't even know how many of those were. On yeah, Monday. what was up with that? Why did know. they get fired? New new interim city manager came in and cleaned house. Huh. And apparently, a lot more people got fired than the three that that I heard about. Um, and just, but I, I I'm guessing um, another media outlet learned that they are all getting four months of you know pay after they leave and I'm guessing that Hush goes money. With, <laughs> I'm guessing that goes with a, a signature saying you know I, I won't say anything bad about or I won't say anything about what happened here and hmm. the people aren't speaking up that, that got fired integrity is uh, really on life support in a lot of ways I feel you know just and I don't know if it's a generational thing or what but you know the amount of give a shit that people have you know for anything these days is it's 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 tough you know i I hear all the time whether you know whether i'm telling people to to be brave and not wear a mask in a grocery store or Mm. or pull their kid out of school if they don't think their kid should be in school with a mask or you know really move to florida whatever it is that people need to do like your job's gonna your state is requiring a vaccine for you well come work in florida well no i can't I can't take my I can't take my kid out of school. I can't homeschool. I can't not wear a mask. I can't be seen. I can't. I can't. I can't. And um, you know, it's the same thing. The whatever's going on in city hall, nobody's willing to talk about it because they can't. It's mm-hmm. there. You know, there's some nobody would hire me again or whatever. We we need a lot more people with courage. And, yeah. Um, people that are willing to to take that risk and and understand that that it doesn't always go well. There's a reason that right. I mean, the, the people that we see as heroes. If you think about movies and and even in history, the people we see as heroes aren't the people that just like sailed through life. Mm-hmm. They're always people that something bad happened and they stood up and they said no, and they pushed back and they fought and they won and they probably lost companions along the way. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not hero stories are not smooth sailing. Hero yeah. stories are people who take risks and they with the real risk that something very bad could happen. And they triumph the other end, and a lot of people die along the way usually. So I'm not saying do this because there's no risk. I'm saying do this because your country, your family, yourself, we are all, you talk about all in this together. Mm -hmm. Saving America, we are all in this together. Yeah. I want to go back. Man, (laughs) I feel patriotic. Just to go back a little uh, public service announcement, since you had just talked about the, the lack of gas factor, mm-hmm. especially in the current generations, by gas, I mean give a shit, since yeah. you mentioned it. Since we're coming up on the MLK Day, mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes that I've used before, because I used to teach to kids, mm-hmm. so we talk about all this stuff, and one of his speeches, I'm going to paraphrase here, because I wasn't gonna, planning to talk about this stuff, <laughs> but he talked about, you know, if it's, your, if it's your lot in life to be a street sweeper, you sweep that street like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. Exactly. You sweep that thing as if God in heaven and his angels are going to come down and walk on that street. Mm-hmm. And just people don't That's have the way that to do attitude. It. But we can't talk about those kinds of things right. because, oh, it's we, we get distracted with other stuff. I mean, when my, my son, he just turned 16, had his 16th birthday this, this uh, couple weeks ago, and, uh, you know, may go and get himself a job here, you know, a couple days a week after school kind of thing. 
and that was one of the things that I told him was, you know, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. I mean, you have to, you have to give it 120% every, every single time, you know, you want to be the guy that they're going to go to, you know, when they need somebody like in, and coming in and busting your ass every day is, is going to demonstrate that, you know, hopefully that, you know, that, that you're somebody that they can depend on, you know? And, um, I think people just, far too often now are, are just sort of coming in and coasting, you know, and they they just could care less, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my $15 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to oh. work for it. I just, I, I deserve it. Me. Don't remind me. that. Yeah. First chapter of my book, I talked about that. That got voted in uh, yeah. since, we, since we sat down last. Oh, that hurts. I'm not, I'm not even remotely thrilled about that at all. But, uh, yeah, self-plug for my book. In the first chapter, I talk about the whole point of getting a job is you are selling your one resource, your labor. Yeah. Like you you are the evil seller that they talk about in the media that's you know taking advantage of customers, but your customer is your employer. Yeah. So how do you sell your product? You're either going to have to undercut your mm-hmm. competition, which means you get paid less. Nobody wants to do that. Right. Or you have to have to sell a better product. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you have to give it all, make do it every single day. You have to do it the best you can, but... Working. It's just much so much easier to just ask the government to force your employer to give you more money. And just, just real- And it doesn't stop at the guy working at the Wendy's or the McDonald's, right? right? Because now you have million dollar corporations that just say, Hey, government, force everybody to get my injection. Yeah. And pay for it all. It's crazy. It doesn't change. It's all the same thing. Human nature is human nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get off my... No, no. <laughs> Stand on it, the, the soapbox all you want, but man. That, Go you know, for that, it. That goes to so much of the politics in Gainesville and Alachua County yeah. is based on equity, yeah. social justice and equity, right? And, and, that's, and the, that's where it's all about right now. That's what it's all about right now. And, and, and the masks. Whole, yeah. The, the masks are the outward sign that you're an equitable person, not a good person, right? So, and... Oh, I hate it. I... <laughs> I swear to... Uh, but, but the point that's is, why I can't go to these like meetings. I can't. I can't go to school board meetings or it. city commission meetings. I am. I. I. I will. I just. I have a hard time. I have a hard time containing myself. My. My face would uh, speak volumes. I think in that situation. So that's why they wear your what make you wear a mask so they ah, can't see the yeah. expression on your face. Bastards. Anyway, the whole the whole thing about equity is that is about equal outcomes. Yeah. Which is never going to work. Which is never going to work. Human nature is such that if if you say everybody gets the same no matter what, people are going to go, well, then I don't have to work very hard. I don't have to show up. I don't have to work. I don't have to get good grades. In fact, I don't even have to. I can pull a knife in class. What's the deal if they, they say if you take two people, somebody who has, you know, lived with nothing and somebody who has, you know, been rich and you give them each a million dollars or, or whatever that, that a year from now, you know, the person who's been rich will have, you know, turned that money into, you know, sustainable while the other person will be right back in the in debt where they started. You know, some of that's mentality. You know, what's your, how, you, how you're living. You know, far too many people live outside of their means nowadays. I mean, credit cards, when... Uh, Dave Ramsey was putting that book out of uh, the money makeover and everything. I bought that book and I, I, I had like, I had like $10,000 in different credit card debt, you know, 
Um, I was like 23, 24, like everybody is at that age. I, I bought this book. I thought, oh, my God, I got to buy this book to get out of all this massive debt. And I'm reading it, and it's like, I'm in debt $187,000, or I'm in debt $942,000. What? Clearly, this is not for me. But there are so many people that live like that nowadays. It, 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 so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Start people wherever the hell you want to. They're never, it's not going to wind up, they're not going to wind up at the same place. It's just not going to happen. No, and we're not, we're not demanding enough of our young people in school no. because they're just. And they continue to cut. They can, right. The, 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 what are those the standards. Words? Standards, yes. there you go. Because, <laughs> because if, if, if everything isn't equal at yeah. the end, then that must be the fault of somebody yep. it can't be the fault of the children who aren't studying and aren't doing their homework and aren't showing up to class and who aren't achieving can't be their fault no no um, clearly not the so system has failed the those system kids. has failed those 100%, 100%. kids 100 percent, 100 you know it's, it's sad. so you know there's there's just an awful lot talk about that that's systemically wrong but no. it's it's being fixed in exactly the wrong direction I would argue it's going the exact right direction. Well, the right direction they wanted to go. <laughs> if you want an uninformed Lynn, electorate like that can think. be manipulated, I, told I don't you, see how you would do it any different. I told you last episode, man, we uh, we did that. We were going to have to bring my friend and conspiracy expert David Bora on, and we were all going to have to sit down and, and, and you know do DMT together and just talk crazy conspiracy theories all night. But uh, Yeah, but never forget, show. never forget <laughs> that the reason you're having us on... Is that however many months ago that was, mm -hmm. we were right. I, I know. I know. I know. And, uh, I mean, you called it. <laughs> so, <laughs> where do you go from here? I mean, what, tell me some, tell me some more future information. What's, what do I need to know? I actually don't do predictions because well, I'm, I'm always wrong. But that's but, not but that's not what I'm seeing here, judging on see, this piece that, of paper. All I was doing was telling the truth. <laughs> yes. So that's what I do. Which I tell nobody them. does anymore. Well, because you get attacked, and I was attacked. I was told I was killing people. You know, I was killing grandma. You got to take a ton of heat on Twitter I take and stuff a ton like of that. Heat. What's what? What kind of stuff are you seeing on? Do you do you even bother wading into the comment section anymore? Or do you just? No, I do. You know? I in fact, I think people like that about me that I do respond and hit like and stuff and mm -hmm. interact with people. But of course, the at the level of followers I have now, it's much harder. Yeah. At the same time, I'm a little. I think my stuff is kind of suppressed. People tell me they don't see it in their timelines very much. What uh, What kind of crazy do you get on on that? How many How many How many followers are you Are you sitting at nowadays? Thirty five thousand. What? That ain't no joke. I got like uh, four on Twitter. I think, you know, but that's all right. Um, what kind of what what kind of stuff do you, are are you getting? What kind of blowback do you get from thirty five thousand people? And I'm sure you know there's shares and stuff like that when you get to that point it's got to be yeah the, the worst with. the worst is when a really big account shares something you wrote and then it just goes nuts oh, really? um so some of the worst so the the i think the worst was when i posted a picture of a child who had this rash all over his face from wearing a mask mm -hmm. this is a local kid i know his mom yeah okay so the response went crazy. This thing got tweeted all over the place. It went on for like a week with people mm. flooding their responses. And it was the weirdest, the, the responses were weird. I mean, there was a lot of, um, that's not real, yeah. right? That's just a fake picture. Quit lying to everybody. That couldn't possibly happen. 
and then there was um you know filthy parents should should put their put clean masks on their children and then it warped into this really weird thing where white people are just filthy oh yeah that's what it is that's I mean, it, that's, it just, and that's that's, that's the one that went on and on and on. There was some there was some talking point that that some group had, and it was just all about white people. Mm. But the same thing, like when we did our, um, I'm not going to call it a study, but when the samples of masks were sent to the UF lab for mm-hmm. analysis, and we found all kinds of dangerous pathogens. I mean, right. we're talking tuberculosis. We're talking E. coli. We're talking um, legionnaires. Legionnaires. What there the is hell are legionnaires. Yeah. What, well, what? and the tuberculous. What one, are wait, some... What are what are legionnaires? What am I missing? The disease. Oh, okay. Um, there, some somebody reached out to me privately on Twitter, and they're like, "Look, um, I'm a doctor, and if there's that strain of tuberculosis on the mask, the only way that could be is if that's circulating that school." And Whoa. you guys need to know that. And I was like, okay. But these Is things that were- even something that's really widespread nowadays? Tuberculosis? No. So th- it was weird. The The stuff that was found was, was frightening. And nope. And the, but the response was 100%. So UF threw shade on us. Threw shade that. on the researcher. Basically yeah. said, well- so first they they try I saw the I saw the internal messages where they were trying to decide how to respond to this and they said well um you know clearly these parents um contaminated the mask themselves to get this desire to get this result because we all have legionnaires disease and and um you know tuberculosis sitting in our refrigerator that we then wiped on the you know mask that's that was the they literally were going to say that and then I guess some lawyer told them not to say that so they said that they couldn't establish the chain of custody for the mask so they couldn't be sure and people will believe that, though. People um, people will believe that parents went out and doctored this. Yes. You know. Yes. Um, they were, they totally would have gotten away with that. And then we had people, um, and certainly, you know, every time this comes up on um, on Twitter now or anywhere else, they, the first response is always, well, wear a clean mask or wash your mask. Every one of those masks was freshly washed or brand new at the beginning of that day. But, you know, until you can do a study where you hand out clean masks to a child as they're walking into class and collect them at the end of the day um, and have a control you know you have to have all the controls in place until you can do that you can't call it a study yeah you can't get any of those studies done like we have millions of children wearing masks in school every day not one study has been done why not because they know what they would find and nobody wants that out yeah. there in any kind of official way. So you can't get it past an ethics review board. So, you know, they're wearing the mask all day, but collecting them at the end of the day, because right. that's not ethical, because it's children. So we, you can't experiment on children by collecting their masks. You can experiment all day and all year and all however long it's been on children by making them wear masks all day when nobody knows hmm. the risks of that. That's crazy. And so, it's crazy but, that I mean, people so, are being, being the, shut down for trying to put that information out there. Yeah, the 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 more the more serious the work I do, the the more the pushback. So you know the the death certificate work um, that we did, where we looked at uh, a sampling of COVID death certificates from Florida, and we just took notes on them. And I mean, they're pretty. Some of them are 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 nuts. Things like the doctor would say, um, you know. It, part one, which is the immediate cause of death, would be like, you know, broken neck from fall, um, you know, and part two, you know, whatever. The, those, are the, those are the causes of death. And then in part C, they'll wrote, 
right, recovered from um, COVID three months ago. Mm-hmm. But because COVID's on the death certificate, that's a COVID death. And so yeah. I was I was pointing this out that we're overcounting and you know, just the the experts. So Miami Herald then did a hit piece on me. You you mentioned that and I and, and I wrote that down as well because I thought it was such an important revelation for me when I was listening to the Malone podcast. And he specifically mentions that that the distinction between people dying with COVID and from COVID is not being made. And you said that very same thing back in August of 2020. And Burke should said it from the very beginning. Yeah. She said, oh, well, we're playing it safe and we're counting everybody that has COVID. We don't care if it's with or from. She actually said that. We yeah. quoted it multiple times. Yep. And, and here we are, you know, all these months and months later, and that's... Exactly what so it's Miami Herald did a hit piece on me saying that, well, I was only in, you know, I, I'm an engineer and he's an economist, so we can't read death certificates. Oh, and yeah. so, you know. In it, their defense, we both did go to public school in Florida. <laughs> Good well, point. So we were go. reading. You went to school in Miami, so they may know, they may know more about uh, that. But they actually, I went back and looked at it. The, the experts, they experts they quoted, um, one of them was, I don't, I'm not entirely sure to pronounce his name, Ashish Jha. He is um, head of some de- medical department at in Rhode Island, I think at Brown University. Mm. I think don't if I get this wrong. I don't. I don't keep track of these people because they're all they're all just pushing a narrative. Yeah. Not, they don't anyway. So he just said, "Well, you know, we know that these excess deaths um, that they're all COVID. That we're just we're missing COVID deaths. We're not overcounting them." This guy, I heard his his name floated last week. Like, there's it's starting to look like they're trying to push Walensky out at the CDC because she's making too much sense suddenly. And he is one of the people being floated as her replacement. It was the same guy they got to, to tear me down in the Miami Herald last fall. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. He sounds like called forth to testify. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Senate hearings. That'd be great. Maybe we can get this on the record. Like, you know, if if that happens, we'll go up there with you. But the whole thing was document the whole thing. They didn't care about me. Obviously, nobody in Miami cares no. about me. Why would you write a whole story about Jennifer Cabrera in Miami, right? Yeah. So the reason is, it's all everything is to tear down DeSantis. Yeah. Well, it, it just discredit anybody who's going against the narrative too. And I mean, DeSantis is a huge, he's big huge target. target. You think he's going to run? So Wait, what's your guess? Your gut? My gut is yes. My yeah. gut is there will be an uh, a, the, an, an upswell you have never seen before pushing him to run. I I just can't. There's nobody else. There's nobody like him. I but isn't Trump gonna go? You think Trump's gonna run? Trump's Any, old. Is anybody gonna want to run against Trump? Like honestly. So I mean, if that's he what, does throw his hat. That's in but there. here's the thing. Trump is alienating his base as we speak. Yeah. How so? So he's I'm not. I, oh, I, I oh, so, I've shut off the news. So in 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 rallies in this past week, he's been touting boosters, telling people to go get their boosters. Really? Yeah, because this is his legacy. The vaccine is his legacy, and yeah. he can't let go of it. And he actually called. I forget what the word was. Not losers, but he called out governors That's that right. hadn't gotten a booster. That's right. I did hear about that. He. I think he said. I think he did a bunch of losers or something like that. You know that 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 uh hadn't gotten it and he, and the the headline that i saw was that DeSantis was like inadvertent like oh trump so they calls sh- him a so they did loser trump or something didn't like mention DeSantis as far as i know yeah. but the stories put DeSantis in the picture yeah like to imply that he had right. called DeSantis a loser yeah 
Well, because DeSantis has not come out and said, I don't know, I don't know if he's said vaccinated or not, but I don't think he's come out and said if he had gotten the booster. He's vaccinated. Was, he hasn't said anything about the yeah. booster. Yeah. Well, Trump is just walking right into it. We had talked about before that what, like, when I gave you the worst case scenario, is yeah. that they'll wait and then finally admit that there are actual vaccine deaths. Right. And, and they're clearly Trump's fault because he rushed it. He didn't do it wrong. It's his vaccine. Yeah. They'll go back to like just like they were before the election. And they were, you know, you had Just Biden and, and Kamala Harris out there what? saying, uh, I, I did that pronunciation on purpose, by the way. <laughs> uh, so they were out there saying that they wouldn't get it because it was Trump's vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're Tons now they're them. now they're trying to actually require it. But I, I was figuring at some point there'll be another pivot when they finally have to admit all the adverse events and the deaths from the vaccine itself. Then it'll be Trump's again. And that's how they'll try to discredit him. Hmm. I think if Trump is out of the picture, I think DeSantis will run, should run. I, <clears throat> but I you think know, Trump, Trump still has a big following, but yeah. more and more, and I mean, maybe it's because of the people I talk to on Twitter, but I talk, a lot of people are telling me that it's, it's like they're waking up from a spell and they're like, you know what? Trump was the guy for that moment in time, mm-hmm. but he's not the guy we need. Like yeah. he, he didn't he didn't have the the courage mm-hmm. to get rid of Fauci. Yeah. He, you know, if you read Atlas's book is amazing on that because it goes through all the, the kind of inside baseball on Trump's team's decision-making on COVID. Is DeSantis the guy to do that? Is he the, I mean, I know he, I know he talks a big game. DeSantis is getting stronger as we go. Yeah. You know, he, I he, agree. he started, he started COVID fairly uncertain yeah. like he went along with the 15 days and then he went along with the 30 days and then he started reading himself mm-hmm. reading studies reading data he now depends on he does his own research he depends on his own intelligence he listens to his wife they talk things out they're very knowledgeable and he's realized that he doesn't have to get pushed around by the media and early on he was and people look at that and they go oh well what did what does this guy know he's a, he's just a politician he can't read studies and interpret them for his own and like i'm, I'm i mean i'm sorry data is well, present the I, present I get the that data, all the time it's know? like no you can't you can't make exactly. charts you can't make charts you're not an expert what? i'm like i wasn't aware that excel came with a requirement for a certain certification before you could use it like it's data we yeah. but oh no you're and, and it's not the thing is it was never us mm-hmm. people like me people like len people like kyle liam rational ground none of us we're not the ones cutting off charts at inconvenient dates yeah. if you go look at and one of my favorite two two of my favorite i have to call out favorite accounts there's well if i get started it'll be bad but anyway <laughs> um at hold two llc h-o-l-d-2 llc at a woke zombie a woke i'm gonna follow both of them zombie oh my god they're awesome and um what they you will they will show you they have charts where they show from the beginning, from the earliest minute moment we have data, they'll show you all of 2020, all of 2021, and then as we're getting into 2022, and they'll stack them all up, and you can see, you can see patterns, you can see... Oh, that was why I, I, I absolutely despised the way, I think it was Alachua County was displaying their graphs, and I, and, and I liked how they, you know, they put the little caption nice and hidden that because they would they would put different ones up every single day 
So you never really could look at it and just sort of get a sense and get a feel. Now you got to go through and, and, and look at all these all these other graphs that they that they uh, play to their favor. It's just like, come, come on, man. Well, and, we and we all need to the, get away from this. Right. All of the CDC studies, every study that they have shown us to show that masks work or whatever, those are all custom. They, they pick dates that over that time period something happened that makes masks look good and they mm-hmm. ignore what happened before and after that. And yeah. because it's seasonal, that's easy to do. You just cut it off before the wave. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to cast down on Florida, you pick during the wave, right? That it's it's easy to do because every location has ups and downs and what was the location? There was a location I think it was like Jersey or Connecticut or something that sort of was uh, there was a big outbreak there oh that was in massachusetts I massachusetts think? somewhere or, up there up so, the, yeah yeah it was it was like it was, a somewhere in new england and that was what uh they used to justify like oh this is going to be a bad outbreak or, or something and it what they what they failed to mention was that there was a, like a gathering like a festival of some sort and that almost weekend. all of them were vaccinated and and it was like that's where yeah. it, that's where the 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 mass transmission came from. Further back, there was one that they were trying to show that masks worked. That was Arizona, remember? and they actually put them on two different axes <laughs> no, without that telling was anybody. Ne- Nebraska or can- Kansas, they literally put the put the charts on different scales to make it look like one was higher than the other. Really, it was bad. Um, I mean, the the way that we've been lied to with data, but I I do have to call it Alachua County too mm-hmm. because. They had a date, I don't remember when, um, it seems like it was over the summer, whenever during the Delta wave maybe, where they were, I think we were coming down out of the Delta wave and they were showing the, the case per thousand for our county and all the surrounding counties. It was a snapshot, one day, mm-hmm. one week. Like, look, all the surrounding counties are two to three times worse than we are. See how our mask mandate is making a difference. Yeah. They, it was just totally cherry-picked. You should just comment on it. They don't let you comment mm, on them. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? That's so but funny. I have to say that I was on the way over here. I was looking at this week's Florida data. Mm-hmm. Alachua County right now is third highest in the state for case count per 100K. Mm-hmm. We are only behind Miami-Dade and Broward. Gee, what do all these counties share? That they, I don't know, I can't think of anything smart-ass to say, but go ahead. They're blue. (laughs) Um, Okay. And all of the surrounding counties around us are way less than half our case count I would go further than saying they're blue. They're all just micromanaged by people who want to run your life. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Which is the definition of blue that's insane but, to me but we, you know right now and we are 100 percent right you know are you going to see alacho county putting up a, a chart of today's showing you know that we're far worse than all the surrounding counties and all those rubes around us who don't wear masks all those rubes <laughs> that, that, that have low vaccination rates and they're all crowding our hospitals because they didn't get vaccinated no. those rubes it's it in that but that's what they're going to sell and that's what people are still believing it yeah. go back to my earlier comment about it's all intentional in the public schools <sighs> and yeah I, yeah and yeah I, I, I mean, if you had told me a couple of years ago, like, hey, this is going to happen and it's all going to be intentional, I'd have been like, yeah, out of your mind. But sitting here looking back on it all, like, I'm that, I am that person that can look at all of this and go, yeah, I can see it. 100%. All planned. Like, stem to stern. I could, I could, 
if if somebody came to me with a with a a realistic like here you go yeah I, like I would a hundred percent believe it it would not shock me at all and that's sad that's that's that sucks it sucks that that's that's where we're at it does I, I do really have to throw it. in I do have to throw in one more thing that is going to become increasingly clear when they start telling the truth about it they're already starting to mm-hmm. so this is a little bit. Um, cheating because they're starting to but I've known this forever when you're seeing those dashboards where they show you vaccinated and unvaccinated and they tell you that X percent of the people who are sick or whatever are unvaccinated Mm. unvaccinated means unvaccinated Mm -hmm. or unknown vaccination status they're not trying very hard in the hospitals to find out who's vaccinated Mm -hmm. or you're 14 days out from your last shot all those things mean unvaccinated doesn't it also mean like if it's been like a certain depends different hospitals so some hospitals are also counting you as unvaccinated now if you've had two shots it just depends on the system like there's different definitions floating around too so keep in mind when they're saying unvaccinated it doesn't necessarily mean those people have never had any vaccine it often means they've had one sometimes two um it also means they don't know there's i've heard from one nurse in a a system in miami that said the default in their patient management system is that is unvaccinated which you would expect but if you're trying to change it 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 turns out to be really hard because it only works if the person was vaccinated in a system that has a compatible software system so basically if their system can't handshake with the system that vaccinated you then you're not vaccinated. And I think that's, that's why... That's inconvenient. I think that's why we're seeing... <laughs> so, for example, if you look at Alachua County's dashboard, um, North Florida Regional right now is reporting about 50-50 mm. um, in the hospital, 50% vaccinated, 50% unvaccinated. Sheehan's is saying 30% vaccinated. Now, it makes no sense that in the same town we're getting that much of a difference, and I suspect it's because Sheehan's is only counting the people that were vaccinated at Sheehan's. Hmm. But I don't know that. Right. But this is one of those things that are going to start coming out, kind of like the with and from. Yeah. Because they're already, we've, we saw a dashboard, and I can't remember where it was from, but I saw a dashboard this week that just that said, oh, no, sorry, it was a different one. It was the with versus from, and now they're calling it um, non-symptomatic. So it's not, so they're not just saying, but they're saying non-symptomatic mm. COVID positive. So. So we're starting to see different um, different terminology. I was very excited when they stopped doing the daily updates on the data because people I, lost it just, their minds. They're hiding it. People oh. lost their minds. The point what is, are they if, death sentence is at it again. If you just God. understand how data systems work, especially something in the government with all these things cobbled together. I mean, I remember in the Air Force there was. C-17 flies all the way to Kuwait, and according to all the data systems, it was empty. And I'm sitting there thinking, why'd you fly an empty airplane all that way? Apparently, it had a 70-ton crane on the airplane, which, according to all the data systems, wasn't there because they never (laughs) offloaded it. They didn't offload it because, hey, we're we're delivering a crane, but nobody bothered to check that they had the equipment to offload the crane when they got there. So it flew there and back. Classic (laughs) blunder. This is your government in action, yes. This is like the new... The thousand dollar hammer or whatever oh. from back in the eighties, but yeah, this is my experience with government data. So I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm like, okay, what if this is true? And I'm crunching all the data, and I'm realizing that everything the government is doing is completely counter to the data that I am seeing. Yeah. And I put it in a column early on that 
the data doesn't matter. And you're, they don't care. I mean, you're you're an economist. You're a guy. You know how to you know read data and put it in spreadsheets and but, do all that good stuff. Like you were competent in this sort of shit. But my point analysis. is that the data didn't matter because they had their own narrative and their own thing that they wanted to do, and they didn't care what the data oh. said. That's why they were doctoring their charts to show whatever backed up what they wanted to do. And they're going to do the same thing now, right? If if it's in their best interest to make it look like nothing's going on so they can back off and declare victory like we were talking about earlier, that's what the data is going to show. Yeah. You do, I mean, At least the data they present. I would I would like to think that there's going to be this this just where it just, you know, where they just throw it off a cliff and let it die kind of thing and you never hear another word about it. But I feel like they're just too into what they got going on. I mean, they got they got a lot of people out there right there in the palm of their hand and they're scared. She's talking about the the vaccination status of of people in the hospitals and saying, "Oh, it's 50-50 here and and 30 yeah. I was listening to somebody else was talking about something up in the northeast where it's like a 99 or 97 point something percent of the population. In the community. Yeah. And, and they're still claiming that it's 50-50 out the hospital, and somebody actually ran the numbers. And, like, there's not physically that many people left unvaccinated that that many of them could be in the hospital. Well, wow. yeah, I mean— It's, it's well, impossible. Woke wow. zombies run these numbers, and she says the only way that, that this narrative could be true is if the case fatality rate has, is, like, 10 times higher than it was. Right. Which we know it's not. The, the percentage thing has been a big—there's been a lot of play in that. One I've thing noticed. we have learned is that doctors are very bad at math, and we have put doc- <laughs> we have put doctors in charge of this. Right. And not only are they bad at math and understanding statistics and looking at trends, they also doctors treat illness. When they see a very uh, when their ICU is filled with very sick people, they're like, we have to society must fix this. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of treating the people, which is their job, what they don't. Doctors don't have a sense for how many people are not in the hospital. Yeah. Right. What is the actual risk to people? And it turns out in, in this case, it's very age stratified, which mm-hmm. we never, uh, still nobody's talking about that. That's um, the age stratified. So COVID is much more dangerous to an 80 year old. So it's, it's a, it's like a, it's like a hundred times. Is it 10 times more for every 20 years? I saw, I think it's like 10 times more deadly for 80 year old than a 60 year old. Oh, so it's a hundred okay. times more deadly like for an 80-year-old than a 40-year-old. makes sense. Right? And so, I mean, it's it's negligible. It's like a thousand times when you get down to 20-year-olds. Right? Which is which is why it's it's really shameful what we've done in this situation. To children especially. Yep. So when you look at what the risks are and then you back out a moment and you say, okay, what other things do we do in our lives that have risks? Get in a car, flu every year, uh, drownings for children. So, I mean, you when you look at all these things that we the risks we take how does this fit as a risk Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's a really tiny risk for people anybody who's of working age Mm -hmm. which makes which is why the whole osha thing was so stupid Well, because we're out every day you're just out there in the world living point is you're at low risk if you're if you're out there healthy right under the age of 65 you're not at huge risk now Mm -hmm. yes people die you know who you know what else happens every day people die in car accidents people die of flu every year Mm -hmm. do you know that omicron Omicron, the common common cold i mean certainly all the time yes i mean old people die of common cold right (laughs) i'm not even gonna bother putting this on youtube so you know it's all good go ahead so so (laughs) ponder this for a moment 
flu was actually picking up this year. Like I said, we saw the whole thing. Yeah. Flu A was going around. It turns out the vaccine is not very, the flu vaccine is not very effective against flu A. And um, that's what was going on. Like, Color like, me surprised. Yeah. So UF campus had a massive flu outbreak. Um, some one of the I think both the campus all the campuses in Tallahassee there was another big flu outbreak in Tallahassee mm-hmm. about the same time um, flu was actually on the same trajectory as I think 2018 which was a bad flu year mm-hmm. Omicron has wiped out flu flu is gone again like just like it in 2020 it just disappeared Omicron is wiping out flu it's become the dominant virus the reason that's good is that children are we will lose fewer children this year because omicron is the is the dominant virus as compared to flu Mm -hmm. and everybody knows with the vaccine though and you know what they're doing is more more deadly to to children and and but they go out and then they just lie people like i don't know when lelensky herself has done this but the people from the cdc they go out and they literally lie that COVID has killed more kids than flu. It's false in any given year. Yeah. It doesn't Remember, help when you got your Supreme Court justice up there saying there's like 100,000 100, kids in the kids. hospital, which there never have been. Abroad's an idiot. Yes. Well, she's, she's, absorb- <laughs> she's absorbing what the media wants her to absorb, which is yeah. the fear. But keep in mind that we, have, we count, we stop, we wipe out the flu count every year and start again. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a new flu season every year. We're still counting COVID three years in a row. I mean, we're, we're continuously counting COVID. Yeah. So they take all the deaths of children of COVID over almost two years now. Alleged. Alleged. Well, and <laughs> yes, because Johns Hopkins looked at a, some number of, of children's deaths and they found that exactly zero of them were a healthy child who developed COVID and died. Yeah. They tend to be children who are very, very ill with leukemia or something else. Mm-hmm. It's your 200-pound six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the pictures. But, you know, it, it's still all tragic. Mm-hmm. Not saying oh, it's course. not. It's, of course. But the fact is that COVID is less deadly than flu. We've had per, per year, per season, fewer children's deaths in those years from respiratory viruses than we have in well, other years. And the fact that it's tragic does not factor into how truthful we should be at all. I mean, it, it, who who cares? It just deliver the facts. Like that's all we need. You and, know? and I look at, I mean, we've had in Gainesville. I mean, as as you know, we've totally revolved everything around COVID, especially mm-hmm. in the schools, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that is the only. But we've had multiple children in the past year, in the past months, killed, mm-hmm. gunshots, right? Um, killed in other homicides. One was killed by her grandmother and aunt, I forget. Um, you know, children murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, children killed in car accidents. Children. Suicides are up. Suicides are up. Opioid deaths. Overdoses. Oh, my opi- fentanyl deaths. Mm-hmm. Those are all up. COVID is the only threat to children. If you, if you are going to, you know, if you are coming in from outside... And all people can, yeah, and all people can do is scream in your face, wear a mask, wear a or mask. you're a racist. What? Like, that's it. And and as if all these things we're doing, our children are not contributing to suicides mm-hmm. up, overdoses up. Why, why do you think they're moving into drugs? Because they have no light. Yeah. We, we've, yeah. we've destroyed this generation of children. Yeah. Hey, I, I, make sure you lock your car, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the important thing. Yeah, we'll send that out at what, 9 o'clock or something. Um, yes. I, I, I mentioned before we before we recorded, you know, my, my daughter had a very rough time transitioning back into 
not wearing a mask. My son, he just, yep, not wearing a mask anymore. Okay, cool. Um, but my daughter had a rough go. And, you know, girls, teenage girls, young, preteen, adolescent girls trying to fit in and, you know, be part of the crowd and all that stuff. The last thing that, you know, they want to do is stand out. And uh, so she she continued to wear a mask for a day or two. And I told her, you know, this the, the day that I came and picked her up and saw her wearing it, I said, listen, I said, you, you got to you. I understand that there may be a little bit of a difficulty because, you know, maybe not all of your friends are not wearing it. I said, but understand this, too, that some of those friends that you have may just be feeling uncomfortable because they don't look around and see a bunch of other people not wearing them. So by you standing up and being that person that they can they can look at, well, my friend isn't wearing one, you know, maybe that'll give them the courage to, to not as well. And uh, Did it happen that way? Well, the, the, the good thing was is that uh, this was all tested just last week. I believe a teacher told her to put a mask on, and, and she said, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Uh, and uh, she, has, she has instruction of if anybody gives you any argument about it, all you have to say is just call my father. That's it. Call my father. Don't say another word. Because I'm not that, going to be happy when I come that down That sounds like a domestic terrorist to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a conversation. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, uh, leave my kids out of it. That's That's been the roughest part throughout this um, is having to, having to send your kid off every day, you know. Um, I, there's nothing I can do. You know, I got to send her to school, you know, um, I could take the homeschool route, but, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's, it's a complex decision for every family. Oh, Absolutely. There's, there's, cause nobody wants to, like, you have to take your own kid into account. Oh right? yeah, so. absolutely. It's just, uh, but, but anyway, I mean, so now she's, she's, she's a happily, she's happily not wearing it, has no desire to wear it. And, uh. I'm, I couldn't be happier for her, so. One thing that kind of discouraged me is a, a server that we had at a waitress at a, at a restaurant, and she had to wear a mask mm-hmm. for the whole time, right? And when they came off early in, in summer 2021, she told us, she's like, if they, I'm, not, I'm not going back to a mask. Mm-hmm. And then when the summer wave hit, there she was back in a mask. It's like, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, everybody has to make their, absolutely. you know, am I, absolutely. am I keeping this job or not? Basically absolutely. is what it comes down I, to. I a hundred percent, I will not wear a mask every day. They, they, there was an outbreak at, uh, at my job, just, just brief little, I think one or two people may have had it. Not a large company anyway. Um, and it was somebody that I had been in close proximity and this was this was a while back, so we're still talking kind of early on before a lot of the common sense seemed to filter out to the masses anyway, or started to. Um, and they came down and they said, "Well, hey, you need to wear a mask." And I said, "That's just not happening." I said, "I'll, I'll, I'll take off." And, well, you can get a test. Oh, okay, I'll go get a test, and I, you know, took a couple of days to go do it and got a test, and nothing you know so you wasted my time you wasted your productivity and all that good stuff like you know just have some common sense here that's that's sorely lacking <laughs> yes but what do you 
What do you do? Where is common sense in? I mean, that's that's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time. Is mm-hmm. the, all of it, all of these issues. That seems to be the biggest. Come I mean, back to common sense. Factors. Like common sense tells mm-hmm. you that you need to push people to achieve, and that mm-hmm. that that's for their good. Yeah. We've yeah. we've known this forever as a culture, right? <laughs> and now this is bad. Pushing people to achieve is bad. You don't understand where they come from. You don't understand where they've been. You don't understand how hard it's been. Yeah. It's wrong to push people now. No, what I understand is that they will thrive if they know that they are productive people. But but everybody's too busy being the victim now. Yeah. Well, you get satisfied being the victim now, which is why all these people are that I mentioned were posting about, oh, you know, I got COVID. You know, it's like, well, it's like, oh, I'm a victim. Everybody feels sorry yeah. for me. I have COVID. Yeah. You and how many other millions? Of yeah, people? exactly. Join the club. Yeah. If I, if I did, I, I'm, I'm st- that sort of information, you know, just like, uh, I don't think everybody should be putting their, you know, vaccine business out there, but you know, whatever. I'm not going to put out there if I'm, if I, if I've got this, no, I'm just going to keep it to myself. I have been most you know? taken aback by people posting their children's vaccines on Facebook. Yeah. Like, we should talk um, about kids and vaccines a little bit more because that's, that's one of the worst things that's coming of all of this right now is, is what's this push to vaccinate your kids. I think it's, I think it's disturbing. I think some of the things that they're talking about, the, the unknowns, the long-term, you know, uh, potential side effects. That's really scary. You know, um, how the hell do people get there? Like, how do you, how do you go? Oh yeah. I just, we don't really know a lot about this or, or, or the long-term efficacy of it, but I'm just going to go ahead and inject my kid with it. How do do you get there? It came straight out of the whole we talked about people looking for something to to hang on to and their fear right so the 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 generation of the fear was deliberate yeah still deliberate they're still working on it you turn on mainstream media the propaganda in the mainstream media i mean there i saw a thing today saying that um more you're more likely to have a stillbirth if you're unvaccinated that is what that is a lie okay but that was on um headline news this morning somebody sent me a screenshot um it's pretty astonishing um, so the people, but they, they want their, the fear is there. They're looking for something to hang on to, to say, if I, if I do all the right things, then my family will stay safe. Mm-hmm. And those, and then they, then you get from there to trust the science. Yeah. And from there yeah. you get to, this is a miracle produced by science. How many times have we heard that word miracle about this shot, right? It's a miracle. Um, and so we trust the science. And trusting the science means if science says that vaccines are our way out of this, I'm going to get one and my kid's going to get one and we're going to do our, also the, the, we're all in this together. It's all part of the, it's all part of the, the mentality to bring us to this place where we just line up and give our kids shots that we don't know anything about. And Justin Hart has done, um, he's the founder of Rational Ground. You can find him on Twitter as Justin Hart. Um, He's done tables of the timetable for all the vaccines we give our kids and especially to the point where they're mandated for school entrance. Mm-hmm. And I think the shortest one is something like eight years. Yeah. Um, there's trials are supposed to go multi years and, and it's, it's more 
for children. We're more cautious yeah. with children. We, we, especially something like this where we people, again, the, the narrative, oh, mRNA vaccines have been around for decades. Okay. Yeah. And in, in labs, um, given to animals in mostly unsuccessful trials, um, we don't have any kind of longitudinal data on what happens when you inject an mRNA um, mm. into people. It makes all kinds of sense to say we have a disease that primarily kills people over the age of 65. Mm. We have a vaccine that we think will help. Didn't turn out quite the way they hoped. But let's go back to that point, right? We have a vaccine that we think will help. And we need to make it available to those elderly who are vulnerable to COVID. Mm -hmm. I was all in at that point. Fine. Yeah. Still, at this point, I'm unsure what there's a, I, I don't think people need to be getting repeated boosters, but yeah. you know, that's up to them. Whatever. Old people, there's so they, many, should, they can make their own decisions. There's so many countries around the world that are still sort of, you know, holding on boosters and there's still not to mention the other countries that haven't even ever gotten any of the shots at all. But right. Or I mean, that, or that have, for example, um, stopped, stopped Moderna under the age of 40 and men, right? We don't talk about those cause there can be no control groups. There yeah. can be no control groups. Right. Um, so it's fine when you're, you're saying you have an at-risk group, you have an mRNA vaccine that could have long-term consequences. We don't know, but hey, these people aren't going to live more than another 15 years at most, whatever, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, that seems like an acceptable trade-off. Then they kept moving it down. Fine. I mean, if people are, are worried and, and they're, they have comorbidities and they're, they are actually at-risk, sure, sure. Now they're like, push this into your child. Well, children have a near zero risk of yeah. any severe outcome. Yes, it happens to some. We already talked about that. I'm not not minimizing any individual outcome. But at the same time, we all get in cars every day. We put kids on school buses every mm -hmm. day. We, we accept risks yeah. in our society that are actually kind of crazy. But we do. because Probably not because enough. Because we need to function. We need mm -hmm. to get kids to school. So we drive them to school. And every day somebody dies on the way to school. It mm -hmm. probably happens every day. It's also near zero transmission from kids to adults. It's also near zero transmission from kids to adults. So we have a, a, a group. Tell that to Chicago. <laughs> we, yes. So we have a group. But there, but that is, you're, you have a media that's really pushing the fear on moms. Moms are very susceptible to this. Yeah. And they're willing to do anything to protect their children. And they're told that this is the thing to do. And and they're not told of any of the risks. And if you bring up the risks and if you bring up the adverse events, um, don't, don't look too VARs if you have any questions about the yeah. vaccine because it's, you know, you have five-year-olds and seven-year-olds and, you know, all kinds of children with severe reactions. And this is all being suppressed. There's that, that girl, what's her name, Maddie? Oh, the girl who wound up in... She was the, in the trial? Yeah. She, and she ended up on like a feeding... She ended up like on a feeding tube mm -hmm. and in a wheelchair and her life forever changed. Oh, no, that was just her anxiety. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a stomach yeah. ache. Yeah, that's, that's what they literally classified what they put, it as. Yes. So they're not telling us the truth. We know they're lying to us. We know they're suppressing information. So why would you trust your child to this. This is what I don't understand. You Me know, I, I don't care how much you trust the science. You know you're being lied to 
but of course the, the the result is is Biden yesterday say begging social media and news media to get rid of the disinformation and misinformation on their sites. There's more misinformation coming out of the CDC than ever came out of any of our mm-hmm. Twitter accounts. And did you see? I think it was was it 270 doctors sent a letter to Spotify about Joe Rogan and misinformation and all that shit stuff. Uh, come on, what are we doing? Like, the the funny thing is that this is kind of radicalized some of the doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these frontline doctors, you know, Robert Malone, he was basically retired yeah. before this happened, right? Yeah. Um, they were just going about their lives, just, working in emergency yep. rooms or whatever, and they're like, hey, you know, this this um, ivermectin might make a difference here, and all of a sudden they find themselves fired and uh, find themselves out there doing telehealth and mm-hmm. trying to treat people. And But so one that hasn't, Still has his job as Dr. Jay Bhattacharya at Stanford. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because he is, um, I've met him twice in person. He is the most gentle person you can imagine. He is not crazy. I'm going to fix that at some point. <laughs> he is not crazy. <laughs> he is not a conspiracy theorist. He's so careful in everything he says. He's very measured. Um, Has he been blocked on Twitter yet or banned on Twitter no, yet? No, like I said, he's very measured. But at the same time, I'm you're, not start- sure that matters you're starting anymore. to see you're starting to see him getting pretty snarky because yeah. he's just, they, they're pushing him over the edge. You get fed up with it. He's, you get fed up with people like, calling you crazy. He's, he says, I have been saying, he was the first guy that you remember the Santa Clara study that showed that there was more um, seroprevalence in the community than could possibly explain by the number of cases they'd seen mm. and this was like the first this was very early on and it was the first um, kind of one of the first breaths of sanity where you were like mm-hmm. you know if there's more cases than we even know about that makes the fatality rate even lower and right. maybe we don't need to be as freaked out about this thing right he was almost destroyed just wow. for doing that study. Really? And they ended up changing some of the research protocols at Stanford to keep anybody from doing anything like that again. Um, and, you know, he has just been, he's been somewhat radicalized by this whole thing. And it's been fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the sanest, calmest, like chillest people have come around to be like these, uh, like Jordan Peterson. Like, look at that guy. That guy's life has changed over the past couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, the Weinstein Weinstein brothers, you know, I mean, again, just very calm, very chilled people and, and, and have been radicalized Who by were all this crazy fully, stuff. They were fully going along with all of the narrative Absolutely. on the left, you yeah. know. They believed in all of it yep. until it went over the edge and they were like, um, no, I don't yeah. think I can go that far. Well, and, they, and now they're radical, you know, they're, they're, they're not oh, on yeah. the right by any means, At but they're seen all. as crazy right-wing extremists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alt-right. Alt-right. It? <laughs> Jesus. <It's laughs> what is, uh, what does this all look like in 10 years, you think? I hope it's, I hope we're having a societal reckoning in 10 years. Yeah. Maybe that's too soon. I had I had put in my very first column. I think I might have been the second one, but I remember in the concluding paragraph I said something about in the future we'll, we will look back at this similar to Japanese internment. Yeah, it was just this massive government overreach that was justified by the courts, and everybody went along with it. And then afterwards, they thought, "Oh, we shouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. I think this will be, be because of what we've done to our children. Okay, I think this will be seen as a shameful period in our history. Yeah, same. 
But I also think that unless we get a grip on government overreach and federal spending and government spending and everything, unless we get a grip on that, this will be used to continue basically paying people to not do anything. Yeah. Paying people to be unproductive. Oh, well, you know, you you lost two well, you lost 3 years of school during COVID and you can't possibly be expected to hold a job. Yeah. You have long COVID, you can't possibly be expected to hold a job. You have a vaccine injury, whatever it is. But at the same time, the paying people not to work over the last year has shown how the economy doesn't operate. So it's just a matter of do they play chicken and keep it up or do they learn from their mistakes and it's going to take five, six years to actually fix everything, kind of like recovering from the 70s. It didn't immediately go away. So did this all, did this sort of go the route that you had thought? Because I, I know, you, you know, a year and a half ago when we sat down, uh, we talked to just briefly about, you know, where the economy was at and, 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 and you had said, I think, two out of the three, or shit, I don't remember exactly the terminology you used, um, that there was two major oh I don't know if if you call them like irregularities or or, or what that had happened during this very short window of time like uh, negatively to the economy and I'm just curious if where we were back then you know a year and a half two years ago has it gone the route that you would have seen or, or has it has it sort of changed based on like the economy overall just has it sort of do you think we're in a stable situation or, or do you think it's gotten worse but where I, did where did you think we would be i think it'll get know? worse before it gets better yeah uh, only because the government refuses to admit what's mm-hmm. going on or that they had any culpability to it so they're just going to keep doubling down on stupid until yeah. it breaks or they get what they want or it hurts too bad that they actually have to pull back <laughs> I mean, if they like the, the yeah. vaccine mandate stuff, if, if that hadn't been stopped, and like, mm-hmm. can you imagine if all the truck drivers just say, no, I'm not going to work then? Yeah. Yeah. We already have empty shelves. What would happen then? I I, th- I thought it was something like that, that, I, I mean, I at least I, I assumed, you know, um, based on my little, what little data I have, uh, I, I kind of assumed that if something like that happened, it would be so catastrophic that it just couldn't sustain that level of uh like if if the truckers just walked off like you're not going to be able to keep that up for long at all before you're going to those truckers going whatever you want just get in those trucks and get this stuff moving which we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to function as a society that's why that's why it would make a difference if people did stand up yeah we're seeing that the, all the all the nurses that quit um, in California because of the vaccine mandates, and yeah. now now we have COVID positive nurses working mm-hmm. because yep. they have to do that. We've seen, you know, we saw the airlines kind of back down mm-hmm. when they started seeing kind of spot strikes, sick outs, whatever. Um, they yep. if people people don't realize how much power they have, and if they do need to network and kind of work together and band together, but. All it takes is standing up. Every industry where people have stood up has backed off. Well, I wonder if that's sort of because I mean, and we we've talked about this being sort of a planned thing, but you know, obviously the division dividing people would would would, would make it harder for everybody to stand up. You know, yep. I mean, people 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 get so wound up on if if you are in public and you're not wearing a mask, you are a racist Republican, conservative, just you know, Trumper, right. all of that. 
you could be completely at the opposite end of the spectrum where all that's concerned. And if some, if the right person sees you just walking around wearing a mask, enjoying your life, that's you are classified as that. And and there is no amount of well, the people that are the other end of the together. spectrum know they have to yeah. wear the symbol. Um, but I will say that Len. I mean, and I, we, we talked together about this, but I think it's all the columns are under his name. Not all of them. I have some. Um, but if you look back to our very early columns in March and April of 2020, we called everything. We called the economy problems. We called the suicides. We called crime rate increasing. Food shortages. Mm-hmm. Food shortage. We called it all because it was easy to predict. Yeah. And this is why the policy, and again, this comes out in Scott Atlas's book, but the White House never, they, they just listened to the, they put two doctors in charge, maybe more if you count Francis Collins, but basically it was all doctors in charge. They had no policy people that were pushing, pushing back and, mm. and no economists and no, none of this, no, not even health policy people. They didn't have anybody that looked, took a broader look and said, what are the downsides of this policy? Like, hmm. the, the, the doctors only say, I'm sure I said this the last time I was here. Like when you go to a doctor, um, the doctor will look at you and they'll go, yeah, you know, you need to, um, you need to go on a diet. You should um, never eat sugar again. Get rid of your coffee. Don't smoke. Um, exercise every day. What, you know, they'll give you this whole list. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you, you might make an effort when you get home, but you won't do it all. Right. Nobody does. Right. (laughs) This is, this is basically what we did. We turned the society over to doctors Mm -hmm. saying, here's what, will fix the problem this with complete tunnel vision like we're going to fix covid period yeah. with and and okay you could you could grant them that for 2 weeks when trump extended it the additional 4 weeks that was when he lost the presidency i believe mm-hmm. and that's when you can't you just can't keep doing that sort of thing forever. And we're going to be suffering the, the, the consequences of this for decades. Yeah. We have destroyed the world. I mean, that's the amazing thing is that the whole world followed suit on this. China thanks much. us. What do you think? China does be, thank us. What do you think will be the biggest way it'll impact us over the next few decades? I think it's our kids. Yeah. I, want, I want to back up though. Cause she said they turned it over to doctors. That's, not exactly right. I mean, they were MDs, but I don't think Fauci actually saw patients since his residency. And that's why you quickly saw a split between the guidance from the CDC and the NAID and and FDA and all the stuff that was coming down from the bureaucratic doctors and the frontline doctors who actually treated patients. Yeah. And they, I mean, when you listen to all the interviews with those guys, they said, we just did what we were taught to do in yeah. medical school. Right. We have a virus. We don't treat viruses. We treat symptoms. Mm-hmm. So they immediately saw the clotting yeah. and, well, they were using the infl- and the inflammation. Right. So they started using things that treat those things. They yeah. weren't authorized for COVID, but they came up with their own treatment plans because the government wasn't doing its job. Right. All the, you know, the guidance. I mean, to this day, I'm, did. I, I think to this day still, if you go to the NIH website where it talks about how to treat COVID, it says to do nothing. It still does. It's ridiculous. Wow. It says, oh, if you're, if you're, uh, j- just stay home and get better until you can't breathe and then go to the ER. And then in the ER, they put you on a ventilator and give you remdesivir. Uh, it's ridiculous. Wow. That's wild. And I mean, that's still, I've heard 
even this summer, I was hearing from people that said, oh, I went to, you know, Shan's ER or whatever. And they said, oh, you know, your, your oxygen sats aren't low enough and there's nothing we can do. Come back when, when you can't breathe. And, and then when they get there, they, they put them on five days of remdesivir. And then when that doesn't work, they end up on a ventilator. People died. Um, DeSantis, I think, made a big difference with the monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. I mean, he, it's, again, it's a data thing. He likes to say that, that he, he probably, he did save lives. There's no question, but the, he also put that in at the peak. It was already coming down Yeah. Um, in terms of the, the overall curve, but certainly certainly it made a difference for individuals and now um biden's broken that too yeah. and there are now you can't get monoclonal antibodies in gainesville no Mm-mm. really nope and That's in fact i heard <laughs> i heard that shanzier at kanapaha has them but they're the wrong kind that they claim don't work for omicron and what we have on that is one paper showing that in a test tube the monoclonal antibodies <laughs> shocking the guy works for one of the companies that he happens to work for the company, which is who, that their monoclonal antibody does work for Omicron hmm. and the other ones didn't. So we have one paper by a guy with a conflict of interest suggesting, it literally says suggests hmm. that they may not work on Omicron given test tubes. Okay. So they may have reduced efficacy. I'm not saying they don't, but you know, when you got somebody who th- that, that small percentage can make a difference. Shans right. is literally saying we, we can't give these. They don't work. So, so is the only strain out there Omicron? Now? Right now we're, we're close to 100% Omicron, yeah. That's, wow. It's, it well, took over fast. But, but that's good news. Is it? it but is. There, I mean, there's still, there's still some people out there that, that could benefit from these antibodies. Of course. The monoclonal antibodies. Of course. That's there's insane. still people that are going to get this worse than others. Yeah, yeah. And the, the people who are older, who are at risk, they should have that available. The state has been trying to make it available, and there's just not enough to go around. People, the they get a, there's an infectious diseases clinic, and they get in a uh, shipment, and they schedule a week out, which is kind of crazy, because if you're, if you're ready to need them, seven days is pushing it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they schedule a week out, and they're out. <sighs> Man. It's almost like it's all intentional, and it is almost. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, Biden said, I don't know, October-ish, whatever, that one of his top planks for COVID was getting out more monoclonal antibodies. Instead, they just squelched them. And this is what happens. I mean, my my fellow, my 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 husband, economist here, will tell you this is what happens with central planning. Mm. You know, if this was an open market, these things, these companies would be cranking this stuff out. They'd be opening factories. You know? It's a review for my students. If you have free markets, many individuals making individual decisions, some of them will make the wrong decisions, Mm -hmm. and it will impact them. And it might be horribly bad for them, but they don't wipe out thousands. Yeah. When the decision is made by a single person overseeing the entire economy, if he screws up, it's really bad. Hmm. How do we fix that? You don't make centralized decisions. Well, that should be simple enough, you would think. You would think. It's almost like if somebody was smart enough a couple hundred years ago and wrote a document that had specific enumerated powers hmm. for the central government. Anything in mind? I, <laughs> I, I have to I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, go look it up somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think that. Are we even allowed to say what no, it is? No, I, no. I, it, it, that'll get us banned. I think it's been banned from the libraries. <laughs> They're replacing them with uh, other books. Oh, and, you know, it, 
it, it, I mean, we're joking about it, but but that wouldn't. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch. Clearly, the Supreme Court you doesn't know? have the document anymore. They will not, now tell me about this. So we we so a lot of people are looking at the Supreme Court, and in the decision to to strike down the 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 mandate for the hundred plus employees. Um, and you had mentioned earlier that like they just didn't take the Constitution into account. They didn't even refer to it. Yeah. They they didn't even really get into the legalities. All they they mentioned something about Congress's authorization when they created OSHA. I mean, yeah. they're they're talking about really obscure stuff instead of actually dealing with the law. I mean, one of my early columns I pointed out that as they were, it might have been the year about the same period of time when they added the Bill of Rights to the Constitution, because that was a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. They had a an outbreak in the city of Philadelphia, and it literally wiped out 30% of the population. Wow. I mean, talk about something that you might think is an emergency that justifies all kinds of emergencies and, and trampling people's rights and letting the government go wild. Yeah, they saw that, and they didn't immediately turn around, right? They just amended the Constitution, and somebody didn't say, hey, maybe we should add another one that gives a, a medical emergency exemption to the Constitution. And they didn't do that. Yeah. Because that wasn't. Oh, they knew. The they role. knew somebody would just just use that. So, what are the implications of of that then? Of not of of the Supreme Court not that this is probably going to happen again. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I mean, even the state of Florida. I was harping on ours. I mean, my my early columns were going on the statute for public health emergencies in Florida. It was so nebulous. And it I'm talked about, about long term. Yeah, and it, it talked about how well you can't have isolation or quarantine or forced vaccinations unless it's a disease with significant morbidity or mortality. And I'm like, oh, that's really specific. <laughs> Such a well written law. Yeah. And so, you know, they had this special session to deal with all these COVID things. They never even brought it up. Yeah. And really, and the, in this, and the in gov- this most recent one. Yeah, one of the specific mm-hmm. things in there is that the governor the governor can renew the order unilaterally every he can only pass it for 60 days but then at the end of 60 days he can just renew it hmm. by himself and DeSantis specifically said he didn't want that power yeah that the governor should not be able to you know it's an emergency okay you have an emergency for a couple weeks a month at that point you have enough time to even if it's all you know virtual or whatever you hmm. you can get the legislators together and get their take on things and they should yeah. be on the hook to approve it politicians have and they zero memory they, they did not want any accountability long, at all long-term memory they i learned that back when harry reed was was still in there uh and they changed the rules for the uh um gosh the the number of uh votes needed um I'm, it's escaping me at the moment but uh the, the specifics of it but I remember when they did that and I remember it was for the Supreme Court uh, the vote for the Supreme Court I think it was yeah the, um, the cloture they needed the 60 right. right and they changed it they changed and, it to where and, they didn't and I remember going this is terrible because these guys aren't thinking about the fact that they're not always going to be in power they're playing it like they're just it they're doing it again right now and when that happened I said this this is gonna go bad down the road and then of course the uh, with uh, with Kavanaugh and all that stuff and you, I was like look here it is right here this is you know 
this is a result of 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 these stupid decisions back then and changing the rules like very smart people with uh without uh millions of dollars at stake you know made these decisions years ago and just said hey just follow this you guys will be all right and of course money is taken over and here we are yeah and speaking of florida so our legislature legislators have been pretty weak they they've done some good things right but but i think we all have this kind of inaccurate view of how laws are made that Mm -hmm that they're somehow hammered out and discussed and that somebody says debate debated <laughs> and somebody says hey you know this phrase here this could have this unintended consequence and you know for example at the special session i don't know who wrote the laws that they passed but they were basically handed down from somewhere and there was they were they did not allow any amendments it was it was known it was let to the republicans were told we're not making any amendments mm-hmm. so i had serious problems with the the law they passed um, in the special session because while it did protect employees and it turned out to be pretty effective, protected employees from being fired for not getting the vaccine, it did not prohibit discrimination based on vaccine status. Now, we had language um, written by a lawyer that could have been added. It was pretty simple and that would have protected a lot of the crap that's going on right now of making people wear masks if they're not vaccinated, making them get tested if they're not vaccinated, making using them, the outdoor porta potties. Using the outdoor porta potties, which is happening what? at Cox. You can see them. They're at, look at next time you drive by it's Cox. It's not a porta potty, it's a trailer. It's like a trailer, but oh, really? but the unvaccinated employees are not allowed in the building. They have to use the outdoor restrooms. They have to work in their cars. I'm not joking. What? You can see you can see the porta potties on the back side of Cox. They're still there. Um but anyway, wow. so all that sort of thing would be illegal if they'd put in this one thing about discrimination. But mm. they were like, nope, no amendments because mm-hmm. they didn't want to. But here's so here's another thing. A friend is dealing with a private school in town mm-hmm. that wants to quarantine the child for contact tracing. So it's an asymptomatic child. They want them out for like 10 days. It's the and you can't do that in the public schools anymore. Right. And we do have laws like the the. The SB 2006 they passed in the summer prohibited any school from basing access on having a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it specifically says public or private. But here's the problem. In the law, it says this does not otherwise restrict educational institutions from instituting screening protocols consistent with authoritative or controlling government issued guidance to protect public health. Hmm. And this is in the one that just this passed. Is, this was passed in the summer. This was from SB 2006. Oh, okay. So listen to that language. That language is basically if the school can say, we're following the CDC, yeah. they can do anything they want. All they, have to, they can cherry pick any government guidance they want. And they can now quarantine. They're arguing that they can quarantine the child because it's a screening protocol and that that's permitted in the law. The, the language is so sloppy and nobody sits down and hammers this out. And, you know, they should bring in, honestly, they should bring in people like me and like Len who look at it and go, well, here's something that could happen with this language. Do you want to leave that possibility out there? I feel like I, I don't think they're so much of the language is so sloppy. Mm. You'd think that they have staffers and lawyers who review this stuff i just think they don't care especially with as much focus as there is on language 
nowadays. Like with so, I mean, there's so many definitions of every little thing that everything can be taken and interpreted so many different ways, and you got to please everybody. And this maybe they just you know what the hell with it. We don't know what the hell. It's impossible to figure out how everybody's going to interpret this, so we're just not going to worry about it. Maybe I don't know. That it would seem that that would make more sense to to really call through that a lot, you know, to put a lot into it just just because of how everything is taken, you know, a hundred different ways, you know. And all, so, you know, so all of, we, we saw that with our pointed. school board defying the law for the whole fall because their lawyer told oh. them that the language said this, you, you know, even when DeSantis is saying no, it says that, well, you know what, if one, if two lawyers disagree, if the lawyer advising the school board disagrees with the lawyer advising the governor, guess what, it gets to go to court and then there's all those yeah. delays and a judge and it costs money and a judge gets to decide. And the judge doesn't know what the law says either, he just decides. Hmm. And that's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of really sloppy lawmaking mm. and then judges deciding what it says. Yeah. One of my fantasies is that every law just expires after four years. I like the way you and think. And that way they actually have to sit there and read their crappy laws and maybe fix them. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. You know, you can't just blindly leave them on the books and just keep adding to them. If you read the statutes, it's just depressing. Oh, yeah. It's First so thing they would do would be and, to pass a law that would invalidate that four-year law rule yeah <laughs> that's the first thing they would do first law it's crazy and i mean i'm seeing laws in this session proposed by legislators in our that represent alachua county that do things like say and i haven't read all the language on this but it, it makes it very hard to arrest somebody for a misdemeanor okay for example mm-hmm. well a lot of misdemeanors are things like simple domestic battery that's the person is arrested to interrupt the situation, mm-hmm. give everybody time to calm down. They're almost always let go the next morning, but it's a chance for everybody to just, it yeah. separates the parties. What, mm-hmm. How else are you going to deal with that without being able to arrest it? You're putting people in danger. My, my son's bike was stolen some years ago, probably five years ago. It was stolen right off the, right out of the garage. And um, <clears throat> the father of the young man who stole it ended up bringing it back and, uh, asked me if I would press charges. Uh, he requested that I press charges. Um, and I spoke to the, the the officer who was involved, and he said, it's just really not worth it. Nothing is going to happen to this young man. He was, I think he was 18, probably his first offense, something like that. But this 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 detective made it very clear that they're just not going to prosecute cases like that around here. He's right. just going to be right out, slap on the wrist, end yep. of story. You know. Well, I mean, we're seeing slap on the wrist for shooting people. I mean, yeah. we saw just yesterday a guy was sentenced to, it's nothing, not nothing, but it's two years in prison for child pornography. I mean, <sighs> two years. Oh, hopefully it's a very long, rough two years for him. But uh, that's that's... That's a pretty light sentence, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, and another proposed from a local legislator is um, basically making all, making the citations, all traffic citations to be not public records. But, so if you think about it, a lot of DUIs and a lot of, a lot of incidents that are involved in crimes also have traffic citations yeah. with them. And now you're hiding part of that docket and for what? For what? That's the thing. It's like so equity, right? Yeah, so, so that's I mean, true. That's it, right there. I mean, when when I look through a docket trying to figure out is this a case 
that people might be interested in knowing about. I look at the whole thing. I look at all of it and I think, does this case hold together? Right. Is there is there evidence? Does all the uh, you can't do that. You're not a lawyer. I'm not. <laughs> right, but you know, what are you I look, thinking? But I, you know, I'm looking for is this like all circumstantial or is there really something that happened here? Yeah. And one of the things I look at is traffic citations. Mm. And um, why shouldn't they? I mean, I, there was one. I mean, it's not quite the same, but there was one last week where a guy in my neighborhood was arrested for repeated driving without a license. He had gotten in a wreck. It was like it was a DUI or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I'd like to know what vehicle he drives so I can watch out for it. <laughs> right. Right? You know, it's like everything. That, and that's the thing. It's like his name, his birth date, his address. That was all already in the docket in the arrest report. Yeah. The only thing I would have been missing from the traffic citation being made private is I wouldn't know what the vehicle was. How's that the important piece of information? You know, I think there's, it's been interesting the, the more I'm focusing on crime, yeah. trying to just let people know what's going on in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And I know people don't know because a lot of the news organizations don't want to focus on crime because right. it all ends up looking kind of one-sided. Yeah, of um, course. But I think it's important for people to know. We do have very know. misogynist police who only arrest men. Yeah. A few women. What was it, 82% arrested. of them? It's like 80-20. Yeah. So clearly, clearly they just don't like like men, right? No, they don't like women. They don't like women? Uh, well. I don't know which way you count that. They arrest 80% men, so maybe <laughs> they do like men. I don't know. But it's... um. That's... that's so here's here's something that be here's a useful I don't know if it's useful but here's something people don't know mm-hmm. and I did write about it a little bit last week but it's um it's common on weeknight week weekend nights in Gainesville for a large group of young people not even young people people to gather and they come from all over mm-hmm. like they they come surrounding counties whatever big party yep and they gather mainly outdoors. Yep. Downtown. They fill up the yep. parking lots. I've seen video. There's a lot of drugs. And I know the group. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen that group of and then congregating. After, you know, when they get, when the, when GBD chases them out of, mm-hmm. of downtown, they start moving down 13th street Yeah. and they congregate in parking lots along the way. Yep. They congregated a few, this was December 26th that the guy got in the, the fatal wreck leaving Wawa. It was like the, they had taken over the parking lot at the Wawa on 13th Street. I got to do, I got to do something one second. I got to, I got to, we got to pause here one second because uh, I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, we're back. All right. So I was Whew, just going to finish, finish that. I have seen, <laughs> um, I, I've seen pictures of the entire tens of cars let's say because just because it's kind of limited how far you can see mm-hmm. basically parked all over the street at 13th and 39th where that public is just 13th oh yeah yeah all right um just literally at a standstill filling the street having a party yeah in the middle of the night well they do want gates really? to be like portland so, they don't you know. they want to be vibrant <sighs> so summer of love right setting up our own little chaz chop every weekend oh, and, and there's we not can make it permanent everything i hear i'm gonna drive right through it if it does <laughs> right through the center of it i don't care i oh my that that infuriated me that that whole chaz chop thing like seriously if somebody put a barricade up around my neighborhood 
I promise you I will drive through it. Yeah. With every bit of Detroit muscle just right through the... What is... How does that even happen? How does how does that Same happen? Same way we've been talking about this whole thing. God. The people... Well, it the all police. comes back all to the lack of common af- sense. All the people afraid to look bigoted. Is there any... Uh, is there anything you guys want to throw out there before we... No, I just, I, I do want to promote Electro Chronicle because I mean, I've mentioned it, but um, you can find us at electrochronicle.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Electro Chronicle on Facebook, Electro Chronicle on Twitter. Um, check us out the easiest way, you know, if, if you, you know, on Facebook, you, it, it'll show up in your feed, but some, some do and some don't, right? So mm-hmm. if you really want a synopsis of the news, kind of like a daily newspaper, go to the electrochronicle.com, put your email address in the box for our newsletter and then every morning you get an, an email with just a list headlines and pictures from the previous day's story and you guys are still doing the mug shots too right? We're st- we do the mug shots every day formerly known as the jail booking walk um, wow. and uh, that's actually I, I keep hearing from business owners and that say that they they, they check that out <laughs> looking for their employees or their I, uh, I've customers been I've been there um Anyway, I, I, please sign up for the newsletter. Please read Latcha Chronicle. We're doing our best to to tell you what's going on here, to get it right, to um, to highlight issues that conservatives care about, that libertarians care about, that sane people care about, mm-hmm. um, and we just we try to let you know what's going on the best we can. Um, yeah. You know, considering I'm one person. <laughs> So we we tr- we're, we're we're hoping to we hoping more of you will will sign up and be enjoy our our news and it's great content and the articles I love reading I, l- I love reading the articles you guys put out because the that you put out because they're they're actual like length to them and I I have shit to read substance to read not just like some people complain that they're long but I I try to break them up with the quotes and stuff well, by pulling inf- out kind of the crazy quotes it's informative yeah. there's 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 information so nobody should be complaining about the length of the articles because they are fantastic research and well informed trust me I'm cutting it down from you know 8 hours of city commission to to oh. one late, one article that that tells you what you need to know about what happened you have to go through 8 hours of city commission every week well <laughs> every other week and then it's county commission on the off weeks it's crazy I can't watch them cuz we need a control group we, right if he goes crazy we know what caused it <laughs> the number of hours they need is excessive but um and city commission is now even on the off weeks, they have long meetings. It's they, they just can't stop. But um, yeah. also, I do encourage you to, we have a donate button at the very top, and I encourage you to set up a monthly donation as if we're your newspaper because we can't keep doing this without you. Yeah. And we need, I really would love, my fondest dream is to have enough income coming in to be able to hire somebody and to be able to do more. That'd be wonderful. Have you have you thought about uh, doing a Patreon too? Have you heard about those? I, I hear those are pretty awesome. I have not done one. Been talking about doing one. But so Patreon has a little bit of an ideological bent that sometimes people are getting kicked off. So yeah. I think Substack may be the the better Substack, platform. That's, yep. But I haven't figured out how that works with what I do. And the problem with all of these things is that I'm full out every day. Mm-hmm trying to put as much up on the site as I can and yeah. I don't it, it's hard to do anything else so it just it would be great for me if you guys just some some small amount 
to get over it. Five dollars, ten dollars. Set it up as a recurring donation. Absolutely. And um, the, the if more you have some rich uncle, right, and he'd rather put <laughs> us in the will instead of you, that's acceptable too. Well, and seriously, the I, I can't tell you. This is, of course, my passion because I do it all day long. But local news is important. And, mm-hmm. you know, what we talked about how much you're being lied to, you're being lied to by the corporate media and they are in unison on the lies. And you know this. If you're listening to this, you know this. You, and if you're you, listening to this, you definitely know. You're right. <laughs> you, you're, and, you're, you know, you seek out other sources of information and you have your favorite media outlets. Yeah. But those outlets operate at a national level. And all they what they do is they respond to what the corporate media reports. Mm-hmm. We need our people on the ground everywhere reporting what's happening because you will never know what happens at a city commission meeting that affects you and your rights without me because Gainesville Sun's not going to tell you about it. They're going to tell you about how wonderful the city commission is and all the good that they're doing with all the money they're throwing at their friends. If you pay their, uh, well, and that too, to right. I'm not behind a paywall. I don't have ads popping up at you while you read. Mm -hmm. Um, everything's kind of off to the side. Um, we're trying to not be annoying to read, and we're not at now, but it, I mean, I might have to change that. I mean, I have to start making money at some <laughs> point. So, I mean, please, it, it's important. It's important. We need what I do. I need to be able to show that it can work. And keep um, the truth coming in. Keep the truth coming in. And I, I really would like this model to be everywhere with people reporting on the ground everywhere that's not that are not corporate media. Um, but I've got to show that this works. And what I really need are, are the donors, the, the people who have money out there, who believe in the Constitution, who believe in, you know, all the things. Common sense. Common sense. And, common and, sense and, that, and that we have to save America. This is part, part of how we save America is mm. by funding a new generation of media. We also, of course, need new educational institutions. We need new medical institutions. I mean, I, yeah. I can't even, there's, we have to recreate, mm-hmm. but media is one of the things we need to recreate. I think and the if, smaller if you're out there and you have money, is the way to go. you can make a difference. Yep. I think the smaller, more local, like, like be it through like what you guys are doing or through Substack, like it seems that the, the smaller, more independent people are where people are going for their news. You know, it's just, I trust when I when I read an article that you guys put out. I trust what it says. You know, I mean, having sat here and spoken with you and talked to you, I, like I know you're a person of integrity and tells the truth. Like I have no question about that. So that's that's put, awesome. But I also put. <laughs> I mean, I put very little spin on what I write. It's it's like here's what happened. Here's yeah. what they said. Here's what the motion was. Here's how they voted. And yep. where where it's interesting is in is what they said. Yeah. That's that's the interesting part. Actual facts being reported on. It, yeah, it, it's I mean, I I don't tell you what to think about it. Um, hmm. I I tell you what happened. Yep. And of course, the pieces that I report on are the ones that I think my audience will be interested in. Yeah. Uh, the quotes that I pick are the ones that I think my audience will be interested in. But I'm not spinning it. Yep. Len, where can uh, where can people get your book, man? I'm gonna have to give me a copy. It's up on the site. Is it? Mm-hmm. The Latchwood Chronicle? Yeah, if you scroll down, it's the last ad that appears. Beautiful. We, we'd rather put somebody else's ad in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind well, of funny. It's uh, the, the book's been out, I think the second edition came out in 2019, Yeah. I think. And it's kind of funny because it like sells one a month or one or I, I didn't think my dad was still buying some but I'm not sure who's <laughs> you're going to uncover a stack sometime <laughs> it's like one every month I don't understand well now I got to get on there and just be the one you're going to sell two next month maybe 
There we go. Um, Latchwoodchronicle.com. Is that is that the site? That is. And, and they can find you Facebook, Twitter, you're all over those spots. Yeah, if you want the crazy COVID stuff, that's at Jay Haskins Cabrera. Awesome. I, I mean, that is that is a hundred percent COVID. That's not you know. I, I do very. I do a tiny bit of local news there, yeah. but really not much. The local news it's at the Electro Chronicle. And I will definitely uh, will link to both of those in the show notes on the website and all that stuff and uh, where everybody can find that info. Um, this has been awesome, man. Thank you very much, both of you, for for coming. I do just want to point out for your listeners and for any future guests Mm -hmm. that we will probably be the coolest show of the year. I agree. Coldest. I agree. (laughs) I agree. And and they can only use that heater over there if it's colder than it is right now. <laughs> when, when, when you texted me earlier today, you were, you you said, "Oh, you know, is are we going to be outside? We just want to dress accordingly." Uh, you said it's supposed to be in the forties, and I I looked at the the temp, and it had already the sun had gone down, and it was sixty degrees, and I was like, "I think she, maybe she overshot it. Maybe, maybe." This person who gets all these facts and news and information overshot it. Maybe, maybe it's possible, and it's going to be more like 60. And then I sat here and watched it just slowly tick down. And now here we are at 47. No, your, yours is behind. Oh, wait. It is I his, show 42. His, Do uh, you? his phone shows 42. Let me, let me see. Let me see. What am I? Oh, wait, I got 44. 44 feels like 44. The low of 38. I have 43, he has 42. But yes, we're, awesome. we're 42. <laughs> you have 42, 43, 44. It's perfect. Um, thank you guys very much for, for coming back. And I and I hope we'll do it again. Well, apparently um, we have to come every 40 shows. Well, we're, we're going to do it when it's warmer. I know that much. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, music, please. Porchfieldpod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us those emails over there at porchmail, porchfieldpod.com. And uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, again, Len, Jen, thank you. Latchwood Chronicle, get over, check them out. Facebook, Twitter, you can find them there. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next week. We're back. Happy 2022 and uh, take care of that mental health. Bye bye.